Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm Ruitarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, guess what, everybody? It's Rotary International Convention Week, and who better to have on the program but our president-elect? That's right. Jennifer Jones is joining me again on the podcast. Now, when we had Jennifer before, she was just president nominee and she had a full 24 months before this big day was going to happen. Well, guess what? It is the week of June 1st. The convention is this weekend and president nominee that turned into president elect in just a few days will be president the first female president of Rotary International. That's right. My friend Jennifer Jones is back on the podcast, and I am so glad you joined us for the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Well, she's back. That's right. She promised me. The woman keeps her word. And uh, I'm super excited because instead of introducing you as P.N. Jennifer Jones. I have officially P.E., give or take a couple weeks, Jennifer Jones with me on the podcast again. Uh, Good afternoon. Good evening, uh, Madam P.E. How are you? Well, it is an absolute joy to be with you. And I'm not sure how, uh, what time frame this is going out, but as of today, (laughs) it's 40 days till, um, till touchdown. So it's coming like a freight train. It's coming fast. Well, and it was funny because the first time we talked, you said it was coming fast. So yeah. is it coming faster? <laughs> is it is it kind of the melded ball, in now? The ball exponentially speeds up <laughs> in a very, very positive way. So I guess the uh, the silly question to ask is, are you ready? I am. I are am you? ready. I am ready. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's moments of waking up at three o'clock in the morning and thinking, oh my gosh, this, 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 and this, and you know, I, I'm not done on this and I need to pick up on that. And then, you know, you take a breath and realize, oh my gosh, we've, you know, had a brilliant team that's helped for two years to put together all of these different plans and all the different things that I'm hoping that we can, that we can roll out and achieve and, and hope to motivate and inspire our people of action with. And so, yeah, so sometimes, sometimes I do get a little like, okay, Take a breath. Can't bow out now, girl. That, yeah. like, that, the pins have been made. You can't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then there's other days where it's like, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we, I have a uh, expression around this house, which is, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it is that, is that feeling kind of in the background a little bit? You don't know what you don't know with all the planning that you've been doing over the last two years, you said? Well, I think that, you know, I live by those words as well. And I think it's also an important uh, sentiment that that when it comes to particularly being in dialogue with people about a myriad of different topics, and we have so much richness to our rotary experience. I also believe that, you know, you don't have to know everything. And sometimes that's the opportunity where we get to learn from each other and that ability to say, you know what? I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that question Um, is I think sometimes more powerful than trying to pretend that you do know everything and that, you know, you have anticipated everything. Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know at this point, there's going to be things that roll along and we're going to figure them out. And I think that that's good. I think it's healthy to be in that space to expect the unexpected. And then 
I don't know, marvel in it and, um, you know, take, take whatever happens and, and take it for a good ride. I like that idea. So you said you've been planning this for two years. Like you said, as we were recording this, we are 40 days out. What were those two years? What were they like? Cause I, I know if you, if you look around your Facebook feed, you have been everywhere and back again, or, or, well, let me rephrase that. Cause the first part you were COVID like everybody else, you were stuck at home enjoying, you know, life in Canada over the last 12 months, I guess it's kind of exponentially, like you said, started moving. So what were those two years of prep all about? So actually we moved to Evanston, Illinois, where our international headquarters are uh, last August. So we've been, um, we've been there for the better part of a, of a year and, uh, our offices, we, we still don't have a full complement of staff back in the building. A lot of, um, work uh, from home is still taking place and going on it's slowly, but surely there's more people coming back in, into that space. But for the vast majority of it, I've been in my president elect office, um, with limited people, limited exposure to people. And, you know, there's some days when I, I, I've reflected upon, gosh, it would be nice for everybody to be here. You know, it, it makes it a little you bit. You can't easier. call a quick meeting anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you can on these virtual platforms that we all right. know how to, uh, to, to utilize with such expertise now. But um, I also then think it was brilliant to be able to have sometimes uh, some quieter time to be able mm. to, you know, dream and try to figure out how these dreams were going to be you know, how they were going to come to life and, and then to be able to pull people into that and have, you know, create synergy around it and figure it all out. Now, you know, in a few weeks time hit the road. And so you're right. We have been on the road a little bit and it's been nice. It's been nice to be with people. We were so fortunate to be able to spend president elect training sessions, uh, particularly in North America uh, in the UK in person um, to be able to see, uh, to see people. It was, uh, that was a joy. We've had a, a wonderful ability to go and, and finally do a site visit for the Melbourne convention next year and see this. <laughs> that is that is only 12 months away. We should probably know where that's going to be. Yeah, well, exactly. But, but I mean, our team has been, you know, long, I mean, it was selected years and years ago. So we've right. had advanced teams out there. We've got the host organizing committee that is on the ground. You know, the, the plans are well, well in advance of starting a year out. They're, 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 they're pretty much set at this point. And now mm-hmm. it's, you know, all the little nuance that goes on to make it, to make it magic. Um, but to be able to be there, see the city, feel it, um, had a great meeting with the the mayor, uh, the Lord Mayor Sally, um, Cap, she's a, a really neat lady. And, you know, she, she told me this wonderful story and it's actually going to tie into one of the, uh, one of the stops we're going to have on the impact tour, which I think we'll probably talk about a little bit in sure. a few minutes. And one of the things that we're placing some emphasis on is pollinator projects. And she was telling me that they implemented putting bee um, gardens on the top. They worked with corporates all over the city, putting these bee gardens onto the tops of all these skyscrapers and buildings. And it was because they realized that they had gone down to three varietals of bees. And since they've done this, they've been actually able to bring it back up to 33 varietals of bees. And, you know, these are our pollinators. These are the people who keep our ecosystem going. Yeah, absolutely. 
So that's going to be when we when we start the Imagine Impact Tour at the beginning of August. Um, it's one of the chapters where we're going to be looking at pollinator projects, particularly as they join Canada, the U.S., and Mexico together with the monarch migration. Right. And we're going to spend some really cool time on that. It was funny. You said you said pollinator projects. And of course, I did not think bees. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. We're like pollinate new ideas all Ooh. over the place. I was well. like, hmm, I like that. But uh, yes, bees, if I think it's kind of easy to say that if you like food, you should probably like a bee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I do like your idea of, of the pollinator project being like an, idea, an idea hub. I love that. I'm just saying that's a good idea. So I, you said that you're ready. You said you've been working for 24 months, but I also know uh, not only does our podcast family know your brother very well, he's a pretty cool guy, um, but we haven't had a chance to meet Mr. Jones. How is he doing? Is he right? I mean, there's always, you know, I mean, I, I, I loved the fact that I got to talk to, to Drew Kessler uh, recently and Drew not only has a lovely wife, but he's got like five, six kids. And yeah. that man is always on the go with rotary. Yep. So how is the first gentleman? Is he ready for this? He is. My husband, uh, his name is Nick Krasic, and yeah. he is an amazing, an amazing partner in life. And we are sharing this journey and he's t- taking two years away from his medical practice to actually move with me to Evanston to live there and then to take this and walk this together. And so it's very much a shared path and one that uh, I'm just enormously grateful that he is able to take this time and to spend it with me while we're doing this together. And so, yeah, it's really, it's, and and he's actually a, a district governor nominee designate. So he'll be a governor in 24, 25. So this craziness will not, will not end. No, I'm going to I'm going to actually attend the the governor elect training in the partner program. So it's going to be a totally fantastic opportunity. And the you know, so he has he has a rotary life well unto his own and, you know, interests and, you know, different special things that that, you know, are his um, his areas of focus. And I have others and then we have combined ones. And so it's nice that that um, I don't know. and, and, And for each of us you know, it's not like I'm just doing this. There's events where it's like, oh, well, we need Nick to talk to. And we want right. you know, to share an experience. And we both bring something to the table that we can offer in different kinds of ways and also to keep a pulse check on each other. And, you know, for him to say to me, we were sitting at a, uh, I was doing a Zoom meeting the other night. We were in the UK and uh, actually we were in Scotland when we were doing this and well, in the UK, in Scotland. Right, I was going to say, so, okay. Yeah, okay. It is, it is. Semantics, right. <laughs> Um, and so we were sitting around with a group of people. And so everyone in, in, on the, the other end of the Zoom could see a few of us. And he and I were sitting next to each other. And there was some question that was asked. And, you know, I was talking and, you know, sharing my thoughts on it. And, you know, just very quietly, he just wrote like three words on a paper. And it just sort of like, you know, went in front of me. And I looked down at it. And it was like, oh, yeah, that is a very important point that I would not have wanted to have missed. And absolutely. So, so, you know, without being like, well, Jen, why don't you tell them about this? It's just like seamless. Like we're able to, you know, just have this like really symbiotic kind of experience together. And, and uh, yeah, it's, he's got your back, he's which got is my back. nice. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, it, you know, it, we're kind of used to the cliche of behind every great man is a great woman kind of thing. And now it's like, hey, you know, behind a great woman can be an even more, you know, even incredible guy. 
as well. So I look forward to meeting him. I, however, feel sorry for the poor guy who, or man or woman uh, that has to teach the district governor's spousal course with you, like in the front row, like no pressure, but don't look bad because the Rotary (laughs) National President is in front of you. But yeah. Well, Gwen, I think, you know, we we were just um, convincing before this uh, officially, before we officially went on air about how we have not met in person. And I feel like I've known That's you right. forever. And I think you know me well enough, even now, even though we haven't met in person, to know that that's the last thing on earth I would do is make somebody feel intimidated. And, you know, it's always about creating the warm vibe and the good energy and the support, you know, giving people love and propping them up. That's, that's, it's, it's what this job is all about, making sure that our members feel, you know, feel the love and feel special because everyone's doing amazing things. And the, the opportunity of this job is not to shine light on us. It's to shine light on everybody else and to go around and say, look at what our people of action are doing mm-hmm. in the world and to let the external world know what we're doing, because I think we've just been a best kept secret for way too long. And, yeah. you know, the fact that I'm going to come in as our first female, you know, we've talked about this before. It's not the card that I'm looking to play, but it sure opens up the conversation to diverse perspective and that every one of us gets to show up as our authentic selves And I think that's a message that our world needs right now. And for people who don't, you know, who look at us maybe through a different lens of, oh, you know, it's the old boys doing pancake breakfasts. And it's like, no, we're, we're, we're much more than a club. We're a movement. Mm -hmm. And so I think as they start to see that, the, the breadth and scope and the impact that we have globally, it's, it's incredibly significant. Our, our footprint and you know, our firm solid footprint on, on COVID, our, our footprint right now on relief in Ukraine and everything that we're capable of doing. Um, these are big things. And yeah. you know, we've got amazing people in our organization who are doing them. So I, I will have to say as, as the first, you know, taking a, a, a little bit of a serious twist here, cause you know, you're ready your husband's ready. Your staff is ready. Your board is ready. We have 40 some odd days and you take effect. But I do know that there is a gentleman that's coming after you. Mm-hmm. And he got asked a very interesting question the other night. And I want to propose it to you too. And, it, and you and you kind of teased us because of the whole Ukraine thing. Uh, to my last knowledge, uh, Rotary by individual uh, giving has raised, I do believe, almost $14 million for Ukraine. Now surpassed 15. Okay. So $15 million at the, at the time of this recording. However, we've had situations in Syria. We've had situations in Palestine. We've had situations in famine on the continent of Africa. What made Ukraine so different? It's a really, really good question. And one actually that there's been a lot of conversation about. And, you know, I think one of the things that I really reflect upon um, in sort of unpacking this and and, and talking to people about it. We have Rotarians in more than 200 countries and geographical areas. So whether it's a natural or a man-made disaster, war, whatever, whatever it is, generally speaking, in most of these areas, we have people who are boots on the ground. And so, for example, um, let's think of during, and and I'll I'll circle back to, uh, to Ukraine in a second, but let's think of during COVID, um, one of our one of our partners, Shelterbox, which was started by Rotarians, mm-hmm. I was talking with their CEO, Sanj, 
And he said, we couldn't have done our work. We couldn't have existed through COVID if it wasn't for Rotarians. And that was because they couldn't travel either. So when crisis hit and they had, you know, they've got uh, pods basically around the world that have um, shelter box kits ready to go. It's not just all in one main depot. They're in places where we know disasters are going to hit. And so it was Rotarians who were able to get out, (coughs) excuse me, into the field and get those to people at the time of need. And that to me spoke just incredible volume about who we are as an organization and how we take care of each other. And so right now, the war in Ukraine is one that I think the eyes of the world are on because of the, the, the precarious position we're in. Is it, you know, are we on the precipice of a third world war? And Mm -hmm. as it continues to escalate, it is, you know, certainly um, we see the people who are, um, fleeing the country who are displaced within the country, millions Mm -hmm. and millions of people. We have incredible Rotarians there who are still in country um, taking care of helping with um, the 15 million that we've brought in goes to grants directly to the front line. And one of the things I am incredibly proud of is how nimble we've become as an organization in getting money out within days, not taking the bureaucratic approach that maybe historically uh, bogged us down a little bit. And that's in large part because we have always said we're not a frontline responder. But you know what? Our members are telling us otherwise. They are telling us, I want my money to go to this area. And I want money to be sent to that area. We have a disaster response fund, which several of the other countries and several of the other crises that you've just mentioned, people have been able to access and okay. funds that go into that. And they've been able to take that for um, different relief efforts, different, you know, like I say, man-made and or um, natural uh, disasters of many kinds. So the disaster response fund right now, there's bookmarked, earmarked funds that are are certainly going to Ukraine and to the countries surrounding them for immediate uh, immediate relief. But there's other areas where grants are accessible and we're able to take care of people in a lot of other um, situations as well. It's, um, It's a complicated, it's a complicated time in our world. I mean, there is so much. Well, if you think about it, we have, we have Russian rotary groups mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yep. and we have ukrainian rotary groups right we have we have uh, uh you know rotary groups in jerusalem and mm-hmm. right across the street in you know in palestine oh. uh in india and turkey you know which is one of my favorite groups because they actually meet once a month and have tea yeah no, you know what? It's interesting. I've spent time in uh, in Israel and visited Rotary clubs in Palestine, and I've spent time in Russia um, and met wonderful Rotarians there doing incredible work. Um, one of the, I've spent time in Turkey. I've spent time everything. I think every place that you've just mentioned. Right. And one of the things that I walk away from every single time, and and it's been it's been a brilliant life lesson, is understanding that we're really not different. And, you know, we sometimes see things as one side and the other. And um, at the end of the day, we all want good things for our families, for ourselves, for our communities. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when, you know, politics enters into the fray. Mm-hmm. And as a non-political, non-religious organization, um, you know, we pride ourselves in that because it gives us the ability to sometimes host, you know, 
challenging conversations that people are having, whether that's about war, whether that's about race, whether that's about, you know, any myriad of different subjects that, that we provide a place where these things can happen. And so, um, yeah, it's 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 a volatile world, and there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces. But at the end of the day, I love that we have the ability with our 1.4 million um, members to be able to make an impact and to focus on the positive and to make sure that you know at, at the end of it all that people know that there's people like us that are there to help take care of them when we're you know when something happens. Yeah. I agree. And before we get to this Imagine Tour that I'm yeah. very excited, um, I will uh, ask you one thing via Rotaractors who have gotten in touch with me about this one question. And it's also because you do these lovely teases into a next question, which is you said 1.4 Rotarians. However, Rotaractors and Interactors push us more like 2 million. Why don't we count them? Especially if rotor actors are paying dues now and are going to be a part of your board. Same with interactors, that is. Task so, force. So you are so spot on. And I have been talking about including rotor actors in our numbers for years. I think the first time I serviced this was in 2011 or 2012. It's like, why aren't we counting them? Like, if we want yeah. them to us, doesn't this make sense? And Really, the, the especially the interactors, because technically there's more interactors than rotor actors, and they will be the first to tell you that. <laughs> that, that is very cool. But I will, I will say this that for rotor actors, they start paying dues um, on July 1st of this year. Okay. And what will be really notable about that is that as dues paying members, we're going to be able to quantify how many there really are. And we um, know anecdotally how many, you know, report this many in their clubs and this many, you know, whatever, but we're going to have a better idea of exactly how many they are. It's like and a census, a census exactly, of, of rotor actors. It's exactly, okay. exactly that. Interactors were, you know, I am placing a lot of emphasis on elevating interact now and looking at how that happens and how we can better support them with tools. And there's some really exciting things that are going to happen. I'm actually, um, we have an interact advisory council that started this year and, yeah. um, I'm actually appointing a youth advisory council that is going to start on July 1 of this year as well. And so, you know, a holistic approach at youth programs, because, you know, I know, and if you ask a room full of people, and, and I just did this in, in Scotland the other day, I do it in, in places across North America. If you ask people by show of hands, how many have been involved in the scouting movement at some point in their life? Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, about half the room will put their hands up. And what that tells us, I mean, very easily is that when you start a young person on a journey of understanding service, service above self, service right. to community, that that starts a journey, a lifelong journey. And so as we all grow up, we then look to, well, where can I take this this thing that I love and where can I park it and trying to get as many people to understand that Rotary is a great place to do that um, is really important. So starting these young people on a lifelong journey of service and understanding what service learning is all about, understanding how they can develop their own leadership style. And, you know, I, I talk all the time about, you know, yes, we want young people in our organization, but we want young thinkers and we want people um, of the, of the full spectrum because they can cross mentor each other. Right. And, you know, I say, bring leaders in and make them better leaders. Well, if you think about, you know, a young interactor, are they a leader? You know what? In many capacities, they are. Sure. Are they leaders? Absolutely. In certain things, 
you know, they've been digital natives their entire lives. Can we learn more about global connectivity from them than perhaps we know about? Sure. And so it's this cross mentorship that has to happen where we have to learn from each other and give each other space to be our best. And so I'm very excited by what's going to happen with Rotaract and Interact in the, in the years to come. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a, a really positive step, I believe, for Rotary. Well, and I think that whole census kind of answer puts a, puts a big light bulb out on in my, in my brain, because I've, I've talked to them all and I, and, and they've been on the show here and they were like, I don't know why we're not counted. I don't know why we're not counted. Seems to be a theme. And uh, so one, having them pay dues and two, that that's a way to make a census. Uh, that means our numbers are go up, which yeah, is exciting absolutely. to me. It is. It isn't just Tom Gump doing every single e, e- club <laughs> in the world. <laughs> We love you, Tom. Okay. All right. So we have an Imagine Tour that even for Canada has its own rock star t-shirt. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Which I I will purchase mine today because I'm not a Canadian, (laughs) but I, you know, I play one on TV. No, I, but uh, we have a rock star t-shirt. You're starting off with this, a Canadian tour, because for some reason, you know, being Canadian, you want to, you want to give extra love to your, to your uh, home base. I get it. Whatever. (laughs) Half of my family is Canadian. So there you go. Um, So you're starting with that and then you're off on this imagine tour, which you, which I'm thoroughly convinced you will not be unpacking a suitcase to like 2026 is what this sounds like. Tell us about this imagine tour. So one of the things that, um, you know, we started out by talking about what do you do over this 24 month lead up period? Well, a lot of it was assembling what this tour is going to be. And the raison d'etre behind it all is that I wanted to be more strategic, a little, add a little bit more strategy to our presidential travel. And so there's many, many invitations that come in from around the world. And, you know, quite honestly, there's not a, there's not a, a, a physical. There's, there's only one of you, even with your husband, there really yeah. is only one of you. <laughs> there's, a, yeah, there's only so many things that you can do. So we right. wanted to be strategic. And in saying that, drawing attention to our areas of focus was incredibly important to me, showing again, what our Rotarians, our people, Rotary members, Rotaractors, Rotarians, Interactors, what they're doing in the world, large-scale, sustainable, impactful projects. So we are going to embark upon the Imagine Impact Tour, and I'll start with the global one and then work down to Canada. And so basically, that's around the seven areas of focus. There's eight stops because we're going to make polio a separate one. And that's the first leg of the tour. We're actually going into Pakistan and meeting with frontline health workers, um, sitting down with women to say, thank you. Thank you for what you do, the mum-to-mum advocacy and effort that they put into immunizing these children is nothing short of remarkable, putting their lives um, in many times at stake. And so it's an opportunity to meet with um, officials uh, within the country to see some of our medical facilities and more, most importantly, to say thank you. We're going to be traveling to Zambia, where we're going to showcase the incredible partnership that we have, um, our first program of scale, where we're going to eliminate malaria in that country by 95%. And if we're able to do that, uh, and this is a $6 million grant um, with partners, World Vision and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. If we're able to do that and then look at the replication, the ability to replicate that in other areas, um, this is a really big um, 
you know, Petri dish for us to understand, can we do this and can we make it happen? We're then going to go on to Uganda. We're going to be meeting with um, peace fellows at the Makariri Peace Center and talking about what we do with the development of peace and uh, the prevention of conflict. We're going to be visiting a a refugee camp there, the Naka Valley refugee camp. Um, We're going to go on to um, where the South Pacific Islands, where the uh, Rotarians of Australia and New Zealand are immunizing 100,000 children against rotavirus, HPV, and pneumonia. This is huge. This is a really big, really big deal. We're going into Guatemala. We just did a site visit there where we're going to be showcasing basic education and literacy and the incredible program that takes place there with the Guatemala Literacy Project. 600 plus clubs all support this. And it's my yeah, little club does. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the literacy rates of a nation. And when we can do that education, I mean, my gosh, that's the key to everything. Um, we'll be leaving there. We'll be going on to Haiti where we're going to showcase the Hamwash program. Um, the very large scale, mind blowing program that Rotarians are doing to make sure that every man, woman, and child has proper clean water and sanitation in that country. And it's going to take billions of dollars. It's going to take time. It's not going to be a one year project. It's multi decades that that it's going to take to get it done, but uh, we want to make sure the world knows about this. And we're going to then, as we talked about a little bit in the beginning, we're going to focus on the pollinators and there is uh, the, the Kansas city rail company is, um, one of the Rotarians that uh, David Eaton, who works there, one of the vice presidents, he has a, a rail car being done up with Monarch butterfly art all over it and oh, cool. logo. And that's starting in my hometown of Windsor, Ontario. And then it's following the rail system all the way down through the United States into Monterey, Mexico and Morelia, where it'll stop 60,000 trees being planted there where it's been deforested um, in a unlawful way and they need to be replaced and so that's a, a big part of that and raising awareness. And that rail line follows actually the monarch butterfly migration route. So wow. this is really like a literal and figurative uh, kind of way to showcase what's happening. They've got QR codes and everything on the train for people to be able to donate and to learn more and find out what, you know, what we can each do, because that's a simple thing. You, we can go out into our garden and plant milkweed. Um, you know, if that's, if that's what works in your part of the world, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of different things that we can do. Um, right now, one of the, the big things in our area is no mow may. So don't mow your lawn for may to try and, um, have, you know, all the different things, all the flowers coming up, dandelions, etc. I'll tell you, it's hard to watch because it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of weeds. But, uh, but I watched Baltimore Orioles yesterday on the lawn dancing along together, mm-hmm. like feet from where I was sitting. And I've never seen them um, in that part of my lawn before. And it was like, okay, this is cool. This is, yeah. this is, this is good. Nature's, nature's taking care of itself. And so anyway, that's the tour. But then to kick it all off, uh, I believe we should have more Rotarians in my home country of Canada. And so we wanted to raise awareness and profile. And what I should say is that on each one of these stops, we're taking top tier A-list media influencers, social media experts with us to help tell these stories to the, the world at large and to let them know what it is that our people of action are doing. And 
you know, the world needs to know about us so that they can help us and join us and, you know, donate to us and everything else that, that will help make our world, our world better. Um, but for our own members, for them to see these stories unfold and being told, it's going to create point of pride. Um, mm-hmm. I'm part of this. I'm part of this organization that's doing this incredible, incredible work. So the Canada tour, we are starting by going into the very North part of our country, mid June, we leave and, meeting with elders, Indigenous elders in um, in our country and talking with them about um, truth and reconciliation, um, topics that are very top of mind um, and discussions that, that need to be had. We're going into areas where Rotary Clubs don't necessarily exist, but they are beneficiaries of Rotary projects to see, you know, to see what more what more can be done. Um, we're spending time uh, up in Tuktoyaktuk and Inuvik and Whitehorse, uh, Yellowknife, I should say, um, and so really cool, really cool places in our country. Uh, we then come back down to Windsor and I'm here to kick it off in my home district uh, at what we have officially uh, called Meet the Governor Night. And so our governor, it's a big night for our governor, but it's that same day that my club change is over. And you know what? We're all a member of a club. So on right. changeover day, I need to be in my club. I need yeah. to be I need to be here for that. And then very quickly, we go to our nation's capital, Ottawa, to be there on July 1st, which is Canada Day, just like July 4th in the yeah. United States. So it's also our official changeover date. So we'll be in our nation's capital celebrating Canada Day on our changeover date. We go to Newfoundland, all the way out to the uh, uh, the East Coast, and then we make our way to um, Quebec City, Winnipeg, uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, um, Calgary, Van, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, Victoria, and then a little hop down outside of Canada for a quick visit to uh, a group in Seattle that actually is working with us on the Zambia project. So um, getting a chance to visit them and and a little pre-planning. So it's going to be busy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Are you, are you doing this because uh, and and it, the all the imagine and the Canadian thing. Are you doing it because you can finally get out of the house? Are you doing it because this is your plan? As uh, this is what if you were going to be president, this is what was always going to happen. Are you doing this because uh, you're our first woman RI international presence as all as well as president, and so you automatically are going to have an entourage. You automatically are. You're going to have a following no matter what. So our, our presidents every year have an extensive travel schedule and, you know, visit the world, motivating and helping to champion different uh, different things that are going on in different parts of the world. And so um, one of the things that we are doing, and I'm incredibly mindful of this, and it'll be actually the focus of the um, the president's letter in July when the magazine comes out, is I'm a storyteller. That's that's who I am. That's my roots. I'm a communicator. So I want to make sure that we're communicating to the world what we do. But I, that that strategic part is very intentional because we're not going to. I'm very aware that of the carbon footprint and wanting to make sure that you know we're doing things in a in a strategic way. And so we're not hopscotching around. When we go to one place, we're going to build upon it, and we're going to go to the next place, and then the next mm-hmm. place. So there's, um, you know. We, we need to be out in the field. We need to be, you know, championing um, what people do, but doing it in a really 
um, mindful way and not zigzagging around the world. Um, we we, we want to make sure that we're we're doing it in a way that um, you know respects as best we can doing it in a in a in a way that you know for our environment um, has 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 perhaps more benefit than maybe it has had in the past. So you mentioned a point of pride. Mm-hmm. Do we not have enough pride? You know, it's interesting. And and I think that there's probably some people listening that would say pride isn't necessarily a good thing. Um, you know, some, some people maybe might think that, you know, we don't want to be boastful about what we do. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, if we don't tell people what we do, they don't know that they want to be part of what you know, of joining us. And so it's, it's, you know, not having a bushel, don't keep a bushel on our light. We want to, we want to take that off and let people know, here's what we're doing. And we're making incredible, incredible changes across our globe in so many different ways. And so helping people to see that um, for our members, I hope they do feel proud. I hope they feel good about what they do because quite honestly, that's the paycheck. That's the paycheck to get right here. Um, that you've done something that has helped, whether it's large, whether it's small, um, whether it's a one-time or a multi-year approach to something, you know, when you go to bed at night, you just lay there for a few minutes thinking about, oh gosh, what have I done today? Our members get to go to bed knowing that they've made a difference and that they're doing good in the world. And I want people to know that. Well, and I, and to geek out, cause I am very much a, a scientist here. There is a, a, uh, a scientist and professor, a woman named Brene Brown. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have Love heard her. of her, but Love she her. talks about pride as being a family emotion because you can be proud of what you've done. You can be proud of others. You can be so. I I think I think being proud and having pride is something that we need to maybe maybe reevaluate a little yeah. bit. I think we use it kind of as a negative connotation. Um, And we've talked about that in our last point, that sometimes some of our most exuberant Rotarians get kind of smushed because they're just too out there. So, and I think, I think that's a, that's a change in. So uh, let's see uh, 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 what surprised you so far. Oh gosh. Because um, and we'll just we'll narrow it down. Not twenty four months, but just like from the these last six months as we're in the countdown. What is something that's really surprised you? Oh gosh, that's a really that's a big question. I don't know that I'm. Hmm, what surprised me? I mean, is nothing surprised? I mean, no. was your office bigger than you thought? Was it smaller than you thought? Was it you know? Was the move easier? Was it what surprised you? <sighs> I, I, this is going to sound like I'm making up an answer, but the kindness of people, um, the amount of people that reach out every single day um, with words of encouragement and, um, you know, support and what can I do? How can I, how can I be part of your journey kind of thing to the point where I literally cannot answer it all. And there, I mean, there's no way I could, I, I could literally sit here every single hour of every single day and still not respond to everything that comes in. And that's been a hard thing. That's maybe that's surprised me. Um, maybe not surprised so much as, is that I've struggled with because mm. I've taken pride my whole life in not dropping balls and I'm dropping balls. Um, it's wow. just, yeah. it's, it's what it is. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't like something coming in and not being able to respond to every single 
thing. That yes, you- I had to email you three times. I was very oh, you disappointed. Prob- and you probably have. <laughs> and, 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 then, <laughs> and then, you know, just being out <laughs> doing things because, you know, I, it's the balance of being present also. So, right. I, you know, we're traveling. I'm being present with these people. I don't want to be sitting there with my phone trying to do something while, you know, somebody's giving a presentation or whatever or um you know, try to be mindful to be in the moment and to be able to capture that. One of the great things that Nick is doing is he's actually journaling everything for us. And so, you know, when we get on a plane at the end of the day, he's got his book out and he's just like writing for an hour about, you know, who we met with, what they said, what was going on and helping to capture the stories, which is, you know, it's going to go by fast and, and it's going to end. And, if we don't have that kind of capture and we'll have it through our own personal photography and different things like that, but to, to, to be able to look back and understand what exactly we have encountered through this, this journey is nothing short of remarkable. And so maybe I guess that's the surprise. It's just, it's so remarkable and so such a privilege. It's an honor and a privilege. And, um, I recognize that every single day that I get out of bed, that I am so blessed to be able to do this and surrounded with amazing people who are taking care of our home and our dog and Nick's practice and our friends and family. And, you know, it, I was going to say big shout out to all of those people because exactly. you're, you're, you've already earned so many frequent flyer miles that you're not going to have to pay for an airline for the rest of your life, probably, but you have a dog and you have a life. I know. I know. She, you have a, she was here right next to me at the moment. I'd pick her up and show it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we've got a great friend who's living in our house and taking care of um, our dog and making sure that our house is good. And, and you know, that's a huge commitment out of somebody's life to say that they would go and do that. So, yeah, don't we don't under under underappreciate any of these things by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm going to steal you for one more question because I know you are incredibly busy, but I asked your brother a very interesting question. And his last question was, okay, your sister's had this great year, you know, like what was her year like? And your brother likes you. I got to say as siblings, you actually must really get along because his, his eyes lit up and he had a big smile on his face. So your tour, your your year is called Imagine. So I'm going to ask you to imagine. It is now July 2024. You're probably exhausted from Sydney. We had a great time. I'm just letting you know. We had a fabulous time. Glad. <laughs> but what was your year like? What was your year like? It was magic. Uh, it was magic. Um, it's going to be a year full of meeting the most incredible people, hearing the most incredible stories. There's going to be laughter. There's going to be tears. There's going to be things that are completely unexpected. Um, That's what life is all about. Mm -hmm. We never can completely predict. We've got it planned. Um, Is it going to go according to plan? Not necessarily. There's going to be things that happen. And um, along the way, we're just going to have to take it in stride. And so um, I I hope that that can be done with grace with laughter, with the ability to not take ourselves too seriously and to represent our organization in the best way possible and to hopefully um, hopefully elevate the eyeline of our world to what it is that we're, we're, you know our rotary members are doing and 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 then in Melbourne 
celebrate because you're right. We're, we're going to finish that. And uh, there's, there's probably going to be, you know, there's going to be a few days of sleeping in. <laughs> I was going to say, and then, and then, and then once it's over and then what's the first thing you're going to do as past president, I, cause I've told, been told that the best pin that you ever can get is your past president pin. <laughs> so when you receive your past president pin, what's your first thing you're going to do? So, you know, this madam president, you know, yeah. that it's done. What do we do? We keep going. Yeah. We, we stay on the bike, we keep pedaling. And so I'm not going to wander off into the, into the middle of nowhere. I'm going to keep doing good stuff. I'm going to, you know, keep working on grants and keep, you know, meeting with people. And I, I don't see this being a, 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 I don't see there being a start and stop to the journey. Of course, I'm going to be incredibly happy when Gordon McAnally steps into these shoes and follows me. He's an incredible human being. He and his wife, Heather, are dear friends and getting to be even better friends as we get to know them, as we get to know them that much better. And so that continuity of leadership, you know, he and I talk about it all the time. And it's incredibly important that we, you know, we believe in it. We're, we're doing it. We're, you know, supporting each other um, constantly. And hopefully that's something that leadership across the globe in, you know, whether it's the club level or the district level can witness that and say, that's the way it should be because it's never my year. It's mm. our rotary. And that's, that's vocabulary. We, we got to get rid of. I hate when people hates too strong a word. I really dislike when people refer to it. It's my year, my year, my year. It's not, it's not that it's our rotary. We're all in it together. Well, Madam president forward slash friend. Um, it's, it's always wonderful to see your beautiful face. And it looks like in, in a couple of weeks, I get to see it actually in I person. Know. I know we're going to get to hug. Yeah, we're going to, you know, <laughs> so I will be in, in Houston and um, it's always an honor to have you on the show. And I look forward to your year. Well, I look forward to you shaking things up a little bit. You know, it might be a lot of fun. Well, I look forward to seeing you. I, you know, I think it's friend comes first and then slash uh, everything else. Um, you're, you're, you're an amazing woman. And I really, do, I really do appreciate everything that you're doing to, uh, to get the word out and to talk with good people and to feature their stories. And thanks for having my brother on. I really appreciate it. And this is a podcast, but um, you can see it. Everybody else can't, but this is a Darren Jones behind me. Um, I have taken several pictures. So the people um, that are hearing, I will make sure that I put them up on, on uh, Facebook and others. And I look forward to, uh, to meeting him. He's going to fly in yes. at least one night as well. So we're going to put this podcast. So this podcast is up before Houston. So if you have not bought your tickets yet, what the heck, get your ticket. Uh, and uh, yeah, it should be, it should be a lot of fun. So thank you, ma'am. I will see you in a couple of weeks. Love you. Be well. Well, back at you. Love you too, my friend. And I love you guys out there. And I'm so excited to be at convention, not only to see Jennifer and her wonderful debut as president of Rotary International, but I'm super excited to meet any of my fans. That's right. I'm going to be in Houston and I want to meet you. So, hey, look me up. I'll be checking my email all the time, rotarianpod at gmail.com. Or you can message me via Facebook. 
that'll work. I'll keep an eye on it. I'd love to meet all my fans at the convention. Well, as usual, tell people about the podcast, won't you? Have them download and rate us. Check me out on Rotary Radio UK. And hey, check me out in Houston. I am on my way to everyone who proudly puts on a pin and calls themselves a Rotarian. I can't wait to meet you. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourself and the world around you, and we'll hear you next week on the I'm Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Congratulations, Jennifer.